All right. We're almost live, everybody. This is going to be a crazy show. Okay. We're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I am your host, Jonathan Kogan. And today, we're going to hopefully get into two things. The first and only thing I was going to talk about until I got down this rabbit hole that is unbelievable was the data coming out on the inoculations, on the pokes in the arms. Incredible, incredible data has been consolidated, aggregated uh, by Wayne Root on for, from RootForAmerica.com. It is the best reporting I've seen. It's titled My List of Studies and Government Data from Around the World Proving the COVID Maxine with a V is dangerous and deadly and the worst healthcare disaster in world history. And he does the best job of consolidating all the legitimate data and all of its sources. I'll share in the show notes, but uh, we're going to start somewhere else first because this is just unreal. This is unreal. So a name or a few names, I, this is all allegedly but we like to make predictions and we like to look into interesting stuff, but you may hear these names in the near future. And I, I think you really might. And then those names are Alan Duke, Martin uh, Schwenk and Christopher Blair. Now, if you don't know those names, I'm going to get into who they are and why they are extremely important people in the shadows that if you don't know them, it's probably important that you do. So this is about quote unquote fake news, which supposedly began in 2016, which perfectly coincided with Donald Trump beating Hillary Clinton in the presidential election. And all of a sudden there was a fake news initiative that had to be attacked and it became a pandemic or an endemic or whatever you call it. And this is amazing. This is amazing. So let me explain the rabbit hole that I have gone down. And it's going to make a lot of sense. Then we'll get back to the incredible research by Wayne Rue, Dr. Naomi Wolf, and all them. So there is a company, and it's called Lead Stories. And you can go to leadstories.com to check it out. Okay. Now, what is Lead Stories? Lead Stories is a fact checker. And let me just read what we do on their own page. What we do, Lead Stories is an award-winning, innovative fact-checking and debunking website at the intersection of big data and journalism that launched in 2015. Our editorial team originally just used the technology powered by, and this is a proprietary software called Trendalyzer, patent granted to quickly find the most interesting content on the internet to write about. But our mantra has always been just because it's trending doesn't mean it's true. So, and I'm going to go further, actually originally started as a site about what was currently trending on the internet in general. And in some cases, if it was actually true, we gradually shifted into full-time fact-checking ever since the primaries of the 2016 U.S. President, presidential election. Nowadays, we specifically hunt for trending stories, images, videos, and posts that contain false information in order to fact-check them as quickly as possible. We tend to work very fast because we actively monitor the fake news ecosystem, and we don't have to wait for reader tips or reports before getting started on a story. 
Okay. Since February of 2019, okay, February of 2019, right before the pandemic, it says we are an active part of Facebook's partnership with third-party fact checkers. So when you see a post tagged on Facebook that, or you know how you sometimes will click a video and it's like blurred out and you got to click through like that wall because you can't handle the information. You just, you just can't handle it. So they, they need to protect you. And then when you click it, you can see the video, right? Well, these are the guys that do that. And here's another interesting thing that I just saw at the bottom. Since April, 2020, we also provide fact-checking related advice and services to ByteDance, the company running TikTok. Huh? Okay. So two of the co-founders was there's Perry Sanders, who I don't know much about, but then there's Alan Duke and Martin Schenk. Those are the names. All right. There's three co-founders. Those two are important. So that's on their site. Okay. So I clicked their, um, uh, oh, I, it has the, the, the trendalizer, like you could read about our process here and I clicked that and it went to their site. And at the bottom, it said that, uh, you can, let, let's see exactly. It says get.trendalyzer.com and it shows a dashboard of like, it's interesting. It shows Donald Trump news and then like scraping the internet and basically tagging things in real time is what it shows at the bottom. It says content. This is on get.trendalyzer.com. And at the bottom there is, it's a very sketchy website. It's, there's no HTTPS. It's just HTTP. It says copyright in 2017, all rights reserved to lead stories, LLC. Um, and the email address in the contact information says trendalyzer, the name of the product at yes, it can dot B. So the contact info is a different domain than the product's website. And I found that extremely interesting. So I went to that domain. Yes, it can dot B. And when you go to yes, it can dot B, it takes you to a very sketchy looking website. And says, can my new website be built with movable type? And there's a huge check mark, like a fact check mark. And it explains, it says, yes, it can be, is a movable type and type pad services company located in the heart of Europe. From personal blog to massive internet, from media site to community forum, it can, and it has been done with movable type and we can make it happen for you too. Company founder Martin Shank has over a decade of experience building and maintaining websites using the movable type and type pad platforms. And, so, and it goes on and on. So I highlighted Martin Shank and I searched it. I searched the name. I clicked the products a little more, but I searched the name. And a few file, a few articles came up, such as from nationalfile.com, Facebook's top fact checker tied to U.S. State Department's disinformation fighting campaign. Martin Shank, co-founder of Lee Stories, is a trainer for the State Department run program that fights fake news in January 6, 2020. And then there's techcamp.america.gov, which has his own profile and says that he is the creator of the Trendalyzer engine, a tool to detect trending content on the internet. Among other things, it is used to find topics to write about on the website of the company he co-founded, which is leadstories.com. During the 2016 US presidential campaign, the same one that Trump won, he discovered that Trendalyzer also works quite well to monitor fake news, which by the way, 
I don't even think I heard the term fake news until Trump. Isn't he the one who coined it? And that, so, okay, let's get, let's get into these guys and these backgrounds. So these are the fact checkers. So immediately, I want to think, first of all, can I, I went to his Twitter, Marge Shank, and I wanted to see if all these stories, they, they, they put those stories, you know, it's from leadstories.com and it, it has a, a picture of an article and then a huge stamp on it, like false, fact checked. WEF did not announce recruitment of information warriors. The World Economic Forum announces the recruitment of information warriors is false, which is interesting because we looked into that. And I'm going to play the beginning of this podcast with someone who's associated with the WEF and the UN who says on the podcast what they're doing, okay? And there's so much to get into here. Another article came up, though, that was from the BBC, .co.uk, which was about Christopher Blair, who is considered the godfather of fake news. That's literally the name of the article. So this is the guy who uses this trendalizer thing to tag posts that are false and works with social media companies to basically censor or flag fake news. So we wanted to see, since we have never met a human in the whole universe, that is completely objective because if you're a human, it is literally impossible to be objective because you are yourself, so you have subjectivity. But we thought Blair was maybe a special robot. We just wanted to see if he was fair, had no political affiliations. We'll just make sure he was interested in like, like playing with, with sand castles. So I'm reading his article about the godfather of fake news. And tell me if you think this is probably not the best guy to be fact-checking political information in the United States of America, where there's traditionally two parties, Democrat, Republican. You, you tell me. This is, I'm quoting from the article here. Blair spent more than two decades as a construction worker, a trade that took a toll on his body. In the late 2000s, when the Great Recession hit and his industry slumped, he started looking for another source of income in liberal political blogging. Remember, this is the fact-checker. This is the guy that checks things on Facebook and suppresses the algorithm to not spread quote unquote fake news. Okay. He's supposed to protect you from fake news. Now let's see what his background is. You are going to, this is going to, this blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. Here we go. Let me continue. He loved to write and found that he had a flair for making words come alive. He began a blog, the first of many. He found it liberating being able to say what he wanted, arguing in favor of a range of positions on the left-hand side of American politics. But although it was fun and a few people started reading, blogging didn't pay. And so he tried another tactic. He began to write fabricated tales that looked like real news headlines. Streams of consciousness flowed from his head to the keyboard. When he saw the results online, the hundreds and thousands of likes and shares his posts were getting, he felt validated. Far more people were interested in fake news than Blair's opinions or true stories. Not everyone was convinced. You're wasting all this time, his wife told him. It will never amount to anything. But once his fake news started to get clicks, he was able to use Google's advertising platform to convert page views into money. In 2014, he quit his day job. Once writing became lucrative enough to not destroy my body in construction anymore, he says with a laugh, that's when it became time to stay at home with the kids and do this. 
Blair created online identities using pseudonyms and aliases such as Busted Troll and Flag Eagleton. He, he took on the personas of patriotic Americans outraged at President Obama, liberals, feminists, the Black Lives Matters movement, and more. He delighted in people who took the lies for the truth and shared the stories as if they had come from real news websites. This is, this is, this is 100% real. This is unreal. This is the dude fact-checking your fake news who's whose literal job was to make fake news and got off on it. I'm going to continue reading. The success of the fakes led Blair to create a Facebook page called America's Last Line of Defense. It was a dedic it was dedicated to fake news stories aimed at staunch Republicans and supporters of President Donald Trump. The headlines were sensational and sometimes even offensive. They had one aim to provoke an emotional response that would get people to share them. Blair himself describes the headlines as racist and bigoted, but they went viral. And those shares turn into clicks, which turn into cash. Next section, the debunking machine. Back in Belgium, computer programmer Martin Schenk had created software that could detect which stories were trending on Facebook. He called it Trendalyzer. He would then write about them on his blog, but he struggled to find an audience. He was upset against some of the, he was up against the, some of the world's biggest media organizations. By the time he noticed a post was trending and wrote about it, big news sites had already covered it. But like Blair, Shank discovered a niche when it came to fake news. For all of the people who liked and shared fictional stories, believing them to be real, there were others who appreciated someone who could identify those as fake. When he discovered false stories and blogged about them, his site traffic went up. Not by an astonishing amount. He wasn't as making as much money as Blair, but enough for him to concentrate on debunking fake news. Okay. Well, let me, <laughs> let me continue. Shank also noticed patterns and repeated online behavior. For example, on a weekly basis, he saw fake stories about the death of Hillary Clinton. Every Saturday, he would read that the Democratic nominee had died in a balloon accident, bone crash, or died from a heart attack, or hit on the head with a monster truck wire. So he kept debunking it. And his source was Christopher Blair, who was writing fake news stories to garner clicks. So wait, wait. The literal thing that they say is so bad, which is creating false stories and sharing them with the world to make money, which Google has put out a press release many years ago that they wouldn't even monetize people who shared fake news. That's like, they're going to combat this horrible thing. Blair literally was one of the key figures of writing sensational headlines that were false, particularly against the Republicans and Donald Trump supporters to garner clicks. And he described the headlines and articles as bigoted and offensive and racist. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Think about that. Think about that. Okay. So then I wanted to see. So then they signed a contract with Meta, with Facebook to combat fake news. Now, before I get into some of the fake news that they've gotten wrong, which is still up on Twitter and still up on Facebook and being employed by Facebook as a third party fact checker, I wanted to, maybe I can't find it right now, but it, I, I meant to talk about a little bit about his background where 
Did he have, oh, yeah, yeah, here, I missed, I'm sorry, here we go. This was the beginning. Christopher Blair grew up in Lowell, Massachusetts, a city on the northern outskirts of Boston. Ready for this? His stepfather was a committed Democrat who once ran for the Massachusetts State Senate. Wait, wait, wait. So it wasn't like his parent was an apolitical person. They were committed to a single party, which was Democrat in this case, ran for the state Senate for that party. And we're supposed to believe that his stepson has no bias when his claim to fame was actually writing fake news to maximize the amount of clip clicks that he can get specifically targeted at Donald Trump supporters and Republicans with the goal of triggering an emotional response. I mean, this is, this is crazy. This is what happens when you start doing a little bit of research. And this is why I'm thrown off by this and, and, and had to get into the story. So let's get into some of their work. I mean, this is crazy. This is unbelievable. This is who works. This is who works with Facebook. And if you listen to Joe Rogan the other day, Zuckerberg admitted that the FBI came to him and they suppressed the story on Hunter Biden's laptop by a quote unquote meaningful amount. So it didn't distribute across the, you know, the country before the election, which now there's a poll that 79% of people said they wouldn't have voted for Biden, which would have flipped the election. But that's not here nor there. The point is, is that this was the fact checker that suppressed the information. And we know 100% that the laptop is real. And we all know that's not the only thing. There's also quite a thing going on here, which YouTube and other social media platforms have, have amended their TNCs terms and conditions with, you couldn't say in the past that, that the, uh, the inoculation might spread the disease or that it didn't stop with you. Like Rachel Maddow says, she goes, she was like, she was like this. She said, well, if you get the inoculate, if you get the jab and the virus comes to you and it infects you, it cannot infect you. You cannot be a host and you cannot spread it to others. It stops with you. That's like exactly how she said it too, which we know now with 100% certainty that it doesn't stop transmission. And you can say that all over social media because that's a fact. They have been fact-checking that as false for two years. Okay. Now we want to know, is there an agenda here? Okay. Seriously, something is not right in this situation. Okay. So the first thing was that the WEF did not, is not combating the information, uh, the, the, what do they call it? The information pandemic of misinformation spreading across the world. It's so dangerous. You can't handle information, you idiot. You didn't know you were so dumb, did you? They know you're dumb, but you didn't know you're dumb. So I'm here to inform you that you're dumb. You're really not dumb. But so this is, this is the subject of a new episode. This is on weform.org. Okay, this is their website. The misinformation infodemic is what they call it. The world versus virus. Let me play just the beginning clip of this podcast. They fact-checked the other day on August 18th that is false. They are not hiring misinformation warriors or information warriors to combat misinformation. This is incredible. This is incredible. You couldn't, you can't even, you, uh, 
Fact is stranger than fiction. You couldn't make this up. It's like we are in a comic book or like a like a movie of some sort with the Klaus, with the WEF, like and, and the CCP attacking the US, and like you got Klaus Schwab like being the head of like it's it's like fake. It's hard to like really believe this. This is like this is unreal. This is a crazy, crazy time to be alive. Crazy time. So let me play the beginning of this podcast that they fact checked. This is the podcast from the WEF themselves. If I could pull it up. So <laughs> the Godfather news got famous creating fake news. Oh man, this is just sensational. So where is this? So this is uh oh. Oh, the title of this article, by the way, on the WEF is there's no vaccine for the infodemic. So how can we combat the virus of misinformation? There's no vaccine for the infodemic. Well, guess what? There's no vaccine for COVID either, at least for stopping the spread. So, hmm, that just, I find that really interesting. They may want to change that title now. I don't know. What am I talking about? We're conspiracy theorists on this podcast, right? My God, this is unreal. All right, let me play this. Listen to this beginning. Ready? This is the fact. They fact-checked this, that it was false just the other day. Here we go. Here's a question. What's spreading across the globe is passing unwittingly from person to person, is potentially deadly, yet it can be stopped if everyone takes steps to prevent its spread? The answer, misinformation. I've started to see the spread of misinformation as a global health crisis. It is an infection at the very heart of our democracies. Welcome to World vs. Virus, a podcast from the World Economic Forum that tries to make sense of the coronavirus pandemic. This week, fake news. We look at how misinformation has gone viral in the age of coronavirus and hear from the most senior communicator at the United Nations who wants you to be an ambassador for the truth. So far, we recruited 110,000 information volunteers, kind of digital first responders. And we hear from this entrepreneur who's worked at places including Twitter about a new startup which aims to equip those of us who consume the media, which is everybody, to navigate the wild west of information. If people cannot trust information about the critical challenges in our world today, whether it's coronavirus or climate change, then we cannot make reasoned decisions as a democracy. Subscribe to World vs. Virus on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts, and please take a moment. Wait, wait, before I even continue that, those two topics, those specific two topics, we all know are the exact two topics that they are lying about every single day all over the media and trying to put into our subconscious till we believe it. Like, literally, the only two subject matters that have been completely full of shit our climate change, we're not saying we don't believe in climate change. Of course we believe in climate change. And of course we want a better earth. But the way that they're saying, oh, the world's going to end next year or something, you know, like we got to, we got to kill millions of people and cut off the energy grid, you know, and go into and burn wood. Like, no, we don't know. We think we should transition like a normal human. So climate change and the, and COVID are like the two issues that clearly something isn't right. Something doesn't feel right about those issues. There seems to be this ongoing distrust and continuous lying from those in power that keep getting quote unquote debunked as time goes on. It can't, if the human cannot be a host, if that person is vaccinated and the, the virus stops with them, that's Rachel Maddow. That was a lie. That was a lie. 
It's not a debate anymore. It was a bold faced lie. And then they say everyone consuming the media, like everyone, do you consume the media or do you consume alternative media like the Jonathan Cogan show that tells you the truth? Nobody consumes the standard mainstream media. They haven't told the truth since like, well, fake news. It's, it's, I find it so fascinating, the timing of when fake news just appeared. It appeared when Donald Trump became president. Don't you find that fascinating? The person that the establishment in deep state didn't want running the United States of America who beat Hillary Clinton, all of a sudden she lost and then we have a fake news infodemic. And th- so they hire a guy who made a living writing fake news articles against Republicans that can garner the most clicks to make the most amount of money to combat fake news with elections. Oh my God. We aren't political on this podcast, but we don't like being fooled. Okay. Anybody. I don't remember my entire life. People talking about democracy, protecting democracy, like, like democracy was in danger. If anybody is one of those people that say we need to protect democracy, you can pretty much safely assume they are doing something to mess up the democracy or they're evil or they are in the mass formation psychosis. Because nobody used to talk about that. That wasn't normal until recently. And recently the whole world has gotten fucked up. And everything seems like it's off the hinges with chaos everywhere. And we know the collapse of civilization, they're trying to impose that on us. And we need to reverse that now, or at least mitigate it. We know that the world right now, and I know you feel this, is more chaotic than you have ever felt in your entire life. I don't even know you personally, but I am sure that you feel that way in your gut. Am I right or am I wrong? If I'm right, then maybe we should look at what are the things that are happening now that seem to be obscure and different when the world, which may have been fucked up a long time ago, we didn't know. But now we know. We got to protect democracy. We got to save the world from fake news. We got to combat misinformation. This is textbook stuff from totalitarian regimes. I mean, textbook. Learn your history. These tactics are identical to what they use in Nazi Germany, to what they use in Stalin in Russia. These are, did you talk about mis- and disinformation like every day back in like 2006? Did you talk about saving the democracy in 2002? Did you know Klaus Schwab or did you even care about the WEF or even know who they were in 2013? Why do we know about all this now? Why does it seem like every, um, Legacy institution is totally corrupt and not there for the people, but there for the elites. I mean, this is unreal. This is unreal. The people fact-checking our social media, where a lot of people get information, not only lean towards one party over another, but they made money off creating the best fake news articles that targeted Donald Trump supporters who could be running for president next. That's how they made their money to sensationalize and lie to anger Trump supporters or to, I don't know, get them to believe something that wasn't true. Are you serious? That's the guy. So let's, let's, let's listen to this guy. Let's, 
So the most recent video I can find with this guy. So he's got like no, he's got a very small presence on Twitter. He's got a YouTube that hasn't published in nine years, but there was a fairly video. Oh, he also fact-checked the, uh, the IRS hiring 87,000 agents on this one video where they have guns and they're arresting. You've probably already seen it by now. And it was removed from Facebook. It was posted by Brian Kilmeade. And he goes, uh-uh, this isn't, this isn't IRS. This is accountants. In fact, should I play that first? This shouldn't scare you. Don't worry. Don't worry, conspiracy theorists. They're hiring IRS agents that can use a weapon with deadly force because they love you. And they're going after billionaires. There's like, what, 600 billionaires probably in the country at most or 700? We need 87,000 to go to their house with a gun. Don't worry, this won't scare you. Why don't you just take a look? And this is not, this isn't scary. They fact checked it. It's false. It's false. I'll play a little bit of this video. This is clearly false. You're not seeing this with your own eyes. Don't trust your eyes. Trust Alan Duke, Martin Shank, and Christopher Blair at Lead Stories. Listen, listen to this or watch this if you're watching on Spotify because we're not on YouTube or Rumble. Here we go. All right, y'all ready? Runs out. Mm -hmm. These are IRS agents. Are you agents. They have their guns drawn with body armor. Pointing guns at two average citizens. I want to make this clear. These are IRS agents, which they've been stocking up ammunition for like six to eight years now. Millions of rounds of ammunition. If this doesn't scare the shit out of you, I don't know what does. You know, I'm going to just stop it. Don't forget, the globalists and the CCP are, are together, okay? They're, 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 and and this, you know the CCP um, is a totalitarian regime, right? It's communist, and it's centralized. And so what they're doing with these 87, this is my thesis, this is my prediction, and I think it's pretty clear, but... You can't use the military domestically in the United States. Although we did that podcast about Bill HR 4350 with Ray Epps and you know that episode, and they're trying to not get have congressional oversights over the military and use them domestically on you if you're in America. Don't worry, not a big deal. They're doing it because they love you. They love you. Um, but they figured they can pass this Inflation Reduction Act, which spends like 700 billion. Which, by the way, anything associated with green energy enriches China. Everything's made in China as of right now. So it's basically laundering money to China, who's on the brink of an economic collapse and needs that money. And it's interesting, it's all happening right now before their whole housing market collapses. And they're trying to funnel trillions of dollars there to maybe save them. And they want to have the federal government to have direct oversight over a, a military to go after us in America. Normal people. If you say misinformation, they want to come and point a gun in your face and say, we need to take you in cuffs with a gun pointing at you because you didn't pay $500 in your tax return. But don't worry, we're only going after billionaires, nothing to see here. But if they do this military over the IRS, it goes around the Constitution in a way where 
they can actually use that as a domestic military because there's no rules outlawing IRS agent with guns because no one ever thought that would be a thing. So that's not the military. It's a different branch. And then who has direct oversight over that is the executive, is the executive branch, is, is the president. And by the way, the person who was actually hired to lead these IRS agents, you can't make this up, is the same person who ran the IRS that was found guilty of targeting conservative groups. And then all of a sudden they asked for her emails, boop, they disappeared. They disappeared. They disappeared. Joe Biden was, we were told he was hired to unify us because with Donald Trump, things were just so polarizing. We have the president calling another party semi-fascist. We have a we have a president that is like, or an administration that is like literally, clearly trying to cause a civil war, whether that's to distract us because of what they did with the inoculations and all the people dying and all that stuff, with Canada losing doctors, dropping like flies. And I really wanted to get into this data, but the info, this is not, censorship is not normal. It's normal in another country that's very large, that is our competitor. The First Amendment is freedom of speech. That is very important. That is very, it's what made America very different because normally that wasn't a thing with peasants like us. Freedom of speech was not a thing. That was a revolutionary thing. And like the United States of America is clearly the best startup of all time. Like if that was a startup, think about all the startups out there now and big companies that came out of America and America itself was a startup. That is incredible. That is the greatest startup in the history of startups. Like crazy. And now it's trying to be, since we're trying to be infiltrated by that big country over there and they want to run things the same way, very centralized, you know, very, you know, communist, top down, not for the people, bottoms up. And that's why we have 87,000 IRS agents. That's why all this weird stuff's going on where they want to come after you. And you know that everywhere else in the world, there's chaos going on and there's people lining up for days in Poland to get wood because they're not going to have power in the winter, which we did a podcast on that. I'm going to do another segment on that probably tomorrow. The energy crisis is get is very close to a point of no return. In fact, very, very close. It might be past, but um, people lining up for days, they're rationing out like coal and wood so people can heat their homes. In fact, there's new guidelines in Germany that like monument, public monuments stuff won't be lit up at night. Um, you, uh, you can't, if you're a public like uh store or something, you can't leave the doors open with the AC that's already happening. They're already rationing it out, but let's stay back with Facebook's top fact checker. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. So we've already found a few things that are wrong with this fact checking. And there's also a lot of weird stuff happening that is also kind of being skipped, which is like, what's her name? Anna Hesh or whatever how she died and we know that the government, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but we know that they have a way to like uh, to put something in your car that can uh, either make it speed up or the brakes don't work. And like, that's a known thing. Um, and we know she was doing a movie about the pedophile, about a pedophile ring. And we all know that like Jimmy Kimmel and all them are part of the Hollywood pedophile ring. I don't want to get too much into that. And then she died. There's a lot of weird things happening at once, but that's, more that could be conspiratorial, so I don't want to go there. Um, there is a great YouTube video on this, but the facts with this 
company lead stories is not debatable. And it's very simple to do. You go to the site, you look at the software, you see how their email address is a different domain, which is obviously an immediate red flag with a copyright date of 2017. And then you go to that site and literally it shows, which by the way, you can actually use your software, but it shows, where is it? The yes, it can be. I, I, oh, yes, it can be. It shows you the movable type is Trendalyzer. And then you learn about Trendalyzer and the people who are behind it. And you find out that they are liberal, not liberal. They are Democrat supporters, which is a huge bias. You cannot assess political subjects if you like one side over another, like period. And then when you have fact checks that are false, like this WEF thing, literally on his Twitter, on August 19th, he posted that. And you just listened to the podcast. He said didn't happen. He said that podcast didn't happen. That podcast didn't happen. Didn't happen. Do not try. If you have not caught on to what's happening, you're in deep shit. We're all in deep shit. But if you're starting to catch on that, wow, it's not so crazy that I know these things that we're figuring. Like, this isn't to brag or anything. It's I'm doing the research. That's all it takes is research and all this stuff gets exposed. This is not even that much research, but I want to play the video. That's right. The most recent video with Alan Duke, one of the co-founders and active fact checkers. He was on, uh, let's see if I can find it here. Okay. So Facebook fact checker, Alan Duke, he was on uh, the war room. Okay. With a bunch of people. Um, let me just play this clip and it's the only video I can find of him. That's recent, but yeah, I'll let you assess it for yourself. Take a listen, watch. This is one of the who's in charge of fact-checking, who fact-checked the Hunter Biden story, who fact-checked the WEF, who did a lot of fact-checking that, let's say, um, hmm, uh, may not have been correct. So again, this is Alan Duke. And I think you're going to be hearing this name more and more, Alan Duke. Okay, take a listen. So, Alan, where do you get off telling me what I can put in my headlines? Well, I don't. You can put anything in your headline that you want. However, if you want to share it on the Facebook platform, my company has been contracted by Facebook in order to make an assessment uh, through which they could put a label on it. I, I, was your content taken off of Facebook? Isn't it still there and available for anybody to read? It has one of your uh, Orwellian walls in front of you. you. Know, uh, well... Well, I don't know George Orwell. I don't think he's created that. I don't think that's he exactly knows you. what he does. You just have to click it and it it removes that label and you can see it, right? Why, uh, why, should, we, why should an American citizen have to have to bypass a filter from you to read a news story on a news website? Uh, because they need, we're, we're adding additional information. We're not censoring. Censoring is when you take something down not that's not what's happening here uh your story Alan, you've, you've delivered several flags onto the national Pulse's page and then had a 30-day suspension on that page is that censorship or not it's not censorship i i talked with dr barrick i now have his cell phone i can call him and you can ask me if you want to but we did not censor that jack what jack preserve you want to jump in for a few minutes talk to alan i do i actually um i just want to play a quick quote um from the presidential debate, if I can here, I got it queued up. Just one sec. 
happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. All right, that's all. I don't want to get into that too much. But I did want to go back to an article on lead stories from December 14th, where they claimed that Posobiec fabricated a quote that Biden said, my son has not made money in China. So, Alan, I've played for you the quote. Why did your website claim that I fabricated the quote that Joe Biden just just said? I played it for you. Joe Biden did not say my son has not made money in China. Okay. He just said uh, it. I just played it for you. Do you need to hear it again? No, I'm looking. Uh, in response, this is what we wrote, and you know this. Uh, in response, you claim that I fabricated the quote that included China. Your son goes in and he takes out billions of dollars, and the mayor of Moscow's wife gave your son 3.5 million. Uh, Alan, I uh, just played you the quote. I've got the I transcript. I'm looking at the transcript. I played right. you the quote. What do you need to look at the transcript? Have you read for? our Are you story? claiming that I made up this video? Have you have you read our story? Yes. Did you appeal? We flagged you on this, right? Are you still? You did flag on? me on this. You claimed you know you that I this. fabricated the quote. I just played you the quote. So explain I'm to me why you claim that I fabricated it. Uh, the section of the quote. Uh, the section that I'm I just right. played. My son did nothing wrong. Yes, he did. My, let me. He, Alan, I I'm just looking, played the quote at for you, my Play it again. What's now. going on? I want to hear it. Hang on. 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 Not particularly good one. Jack, if you want to. First of all, isn't that amazing? You could tell he's like flustered. Like, first of all, he didn't answer the first question. It's like when you say, like, I'm Bill Maher recently. He was talking to Rob Reiner, I think his name is, who's completely off the rails. And he's like, you know, should the media have censored the Hunter Biden story? And he goes, well, you know, that what they shouldn't do is go to the Capitol and cause violence, right? It's like a whataboutism or something where you deflect and say a totally different answer unrelated. That's kind of what he's doing here. And he's like stuttering a bit, but let me let me let it continue. Send us an, uh, an appeal. Go look at it. Our appeals desk. Why will should I have to appeal something? Your appeal. Right. Hang, hang, hang on, hang on, Alan. hang on. Let's, let's go to commercial break. Alan, just hang on. I'm looking at the transcript of this debate. This was uh, the debate uh, in September of last year. There is That's no correct. place. There are seven references to my son by Biden. None of them have that quote in there. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Ever, ever happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. President they, 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 so then it, you know, so then it goes well, which, on. So which debate is that? It's, it's the national debate. debate. Which one? That's it's the only one they had. I think they only had one. So, you, so you've accused me of fabricating a quote. And I'd like to know why you accuse me of fabricating the quote the that, that we can all see. Well, maybe your transcript's uh, wrong, dude. September 30th. Is this the debate from September uh, 29th, I guess? Yes. Only debate. No, no, no. There's Hang only on. debate ahead. Yeah, twenty twenty it was the twenty third of October, the Hill posted the clip. No, this is not right the here. same debate. This is not we we published. So you've this got the wrong September. debate. No, so you have the wrong transcript. This. Well, I mean this was from a September debate. Maybe maybe Alan, that's it. And that's you've why got we have the a wrong transcript. Process. 
that you need to send us an email at uh, appeals at leadstories.com. Right, right. Whatever happened to the burden of proof is on the accuser. Why do I have to send you an is email this a court of law? when you're wrong? I'm sorry, you've got the wrong transcript. You've got the wrong debate. I've I don't got know the right clip. I'm just saying I've it's got not the, you're, you're completely wrong. I've already played the quote twice, Alan. I'm not playing it a third time. Why is the burden of proof, and not just for me, but for all the people out there that are posting things, that are making reports, that are doing right. stuff, this why is the, the burden of debate, proof on I'm us? The Shouldn't the burden of proof be on you? Jack, uh, the, the, the post that we fact-checked says, in the first debate, Biden said, in the first debate, it's not in the transcript. I challenge you to show me where it is. Jack got the wrong. I've played you the quote the twice, right. Alan. Now you're now you're mincing words with me. If you want to do a okay, okay, uh, okay. Hold, hold on. Let's let's. Apparently, we'll the CCP isn't paying you guys enough. Let's let's figure this out. Let's figure this out offline. Keep on the subject. Well, it has okay, actually hold, has quite a lot to do with Facebook. Um, no, listen, they're, they're paying Steve, 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 I do. Guy, Steve, Steve. Guy, in, 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 yes, I, I know. We, I know we can have our disagreements, Alan. I know we can have our disagreements, Alan. And and you know, I, you will know that I feel a certain way about the thing you do. But let me let me ask you this serious a serious question, right? Um, this is no gotcha. I'm not trying to be funny at all. You've you've seen now how contentious these things can be, and you talk about yes. your your processes that you have in place to to deal with this sort of thing. But still, the world it comes back to my first question. The world will want to know. What qualifies you and your staff to be making these judgment calls when clearly you're getting it wrong? You've got, as far as I'm concerned, you've got it wrong with us almost every single wrong, time. You've, you've got, got it wrong with Jack Posobiec here. Okay, so you're telling me you've never got anything wrong. Show me something now. we got wrong and we will correct it. You're telling me you've but got nothing wrong. In, in, in this, Jack said in the first debate, Biden said that was not from the first debate. If he Alan, wants to go I've back and change you his post, the clip. that's fine. I've played you the clip. Second debate. You guys, you guys completely <laughs> blew it. You completely no. blew it. You posted yeah. the right. wrong well, transcript. This is my loss. This is my loss. But here's the question. Here's the question. You know, what makes you? What gives you the right? What gives you the right to wield this power over others? To Steve, and I'll send the debate where he yeah. didn't say it to Steve, and he'll figure out did he say it or didn't he? It's very well, simple. All right. Do, do you see what's going on? First of all, in, 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 in what world, as far as the United States of America, does a single individual who has bias, no matter what way it is, I don't care if it's for Donald Trump, for Joe Biden, for whatever, they have a bias, is the fact checker for Facebook, which has billions of people on it and chooses what's true and not. And if it's wrong and they get it wrong, like they did with the Hunter Biden story, it's up to you to appeal it and they'll get around to it. The things that have become normalized in today's world is so outlandish and against all of our values, all of us. It doesn't matter what party you are. It doesn't matter what you, what you believe in. It doesn't matter. Because eventually it will go the opposite way. Eventually it will come for you. You might like it when it's on somebody else, but it absolutely will come on you. It comes on everybody, right? Like we said on the last podcast, it starts with Alex Jones. It ends with Dr. Peter McCullough, the most published cardiologist in the history of medicine. It starts with one person that people are like, okay, yeah, 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 that's great. And then it goes to one of the most qualified people in the universe, in their domain. 
That's extremely scary. That is something that is clearly from another country with how they run things and they're trying to implement it here. To have a domestic army here that's overseen by the federal government that supersedes your locality, your municipality, you know, the, you know your, your police system, it goes straight to the top. The centralization of control. Literally why we have three separate ba- branches of government. Why the founding fathers did that. So that didn't happen. You're seeing that big country out east is replicating themselves in a very similar fashion here and people are being fooled that that's okay. Trust me, they will come for you too. It does not matter what your political views are. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat. It doesn't matter if you're Republican. It doesn't matter if you're independent. It's not good for our society. Tell me, in all honesty, no matter what your political affiliation is, right now, today, August 29, 2022, does it feel like in your gut, trust your gut, listen to your heart, trust your eyes, trust your ears, does it feel like the state of the country and the world is in, the, is in one of the best places it's ever been? Does it seem like everything's going right? Or does it actually, in fact, feel the exact opposite, that everything is going wrong and everything feels chaotic and that there's a looming energy crisis, there's a looming food crisis? There's a looming everything crisis. The biggest transfer of wealth in the history of the universe has happened where inflation has taken, inflation is a hidden tax. I mean, that's what it is. Um, it has been transferred from the, the bottom half of society up to the billionaires, up to Bezos, up to all of those people who go to the World Economic Forum and talk about like world policy and like culture, but don't worry, there's nothing to see here. Come on, come on, please. The fact checkers, we shouldn't even have that. You can handle the information. We can't have fact checkers who are associated with one political party and specifically who made a living trying to make money, who successfully made so much money off writing sensational fake news and now they're checking if your news is fake but they made a career out of making that very news against a political opponent who is still active in today's world and seriously who will probably likely run president of the United States in 2024 this person is against that person and their party and we're supposed to believe that all of this is fair and that all of this is good And they're doing this because they love us. They're protecting us from the scary information. The big bad information wolf. You can't handle the information wolf. You're too stupid. You're too dumb. You're too dumb. You can't handle information. We need to give you information with our disinformation ministry of truth. And you will believe it. Or we will come with 87,000 agents and take all of your private property like they did during the Great Depression when they took private property and houses for $87. We are very close. Very close. We're on the, what's it called? The precipice? The precipice of our, and we're okay with the nation state collapsing as long as we're left alone and keep our freedoms or our privileges. But we are really close to losing all this freedom we have. Like really close. 
Like, I think if we don't wake up in the next few months, those freedoms that you really enjoyed your whole life are not coming back. So I don't know what it's going to take. You got to do your research. You got to figure out how the matrix is trying to distract us and trying to keep us mentally down and bickering at each other so they can shape the world. That's a quote, by the way, from Klaus Schwab. And that three funds, three companies, Vanguard, State Street, and BlackRock, own in the next three years are going to own 90% of the companies in the United States. Three companies own 90%. How in the world do you think that is good for you, a normal peasant? I bet they don't have your best interests at heart. Just like when they locked you down and bankrupted all the mom and pop's businesses and kept spending money telling you it's going to reduce inflation, but you keep seeing everything go up in price. You keep getting poorer. They keep getting richer. And you want to still say, okay, all I care about is hating Trump. That is like level 59. Level one is we got to stop the elites. They're taking over the world. They're shaping the world. They're engineering a food crisis. Millions of people are going to die of famine in the next year. Tens of millions. That's already done. They already, they already, they already, the, the fertilizer during the growing season, that's already done. It, you just don't see it for six to nine months. It's done. They did it. The energy crisis, well, that may have a little bit of time to reverse, but that's almost in the books too. And when you don't have food and you don't have power, what do you think people do? They just sit on their hands or play board games? Or do you think that they riot and make chaos because they're trying to live? It's literally a society that's going to be have yachts or have nots. That's what we're going into. And we're all peasants here, which by the way, is a really good thing because in the history of the world, we have never lost. The peasants have always won. How do I know that? There are more of us now than ever. And we're still here for now. And in almost every civilization, tyranny has taken over and now they're making their move now. And you're going to sit there and say, oh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. That's a distraction to leverage, to make one side do whatever they want, which is the left side. They're going to inoculate themselves to death. That's what's going on there pretty much. Which, by the way, news is, I really do want to get into that. I'll get into that in the next segment. Uh, incredible research is coming out. Incredible, incredible, incredible. In fact, I'll, I'll just read some really, really high-level stuff. Um, which is, first of all, if you didn't hear Wayne Root, he was married eight months ago. And I'll do this in the next segment. So I'll cover this. This will be the last part. But he was married uh, on November 21st, 2021. Okay. He goes, we're still in our honeymoon year. That was only eight months ago at the time of his writing. So what was that, like nine months ago? It wasn't a year ago yet. But a strange and tragic thing has happened. Since that date, 33 people that my bride Cindy and I know have either died suddenly or suffered severe disabling health issues. 33, that is a remarkable number. 
That is an unimaginable number. That is an impossible number. That is a one in a billion number. Even more remarkable, I did my research and found out all 33 were vaccinated. V-A-C-C-I-N-A-T-E. D, they were all vaccinated. Whatever. We don't care about the algorithm. We're, we're banking on you sharing this. Share anchor.fm forward slash JSK with somebody else. And uh, that'll make up for the censorship. Anyways, yet since that same date, eight months ago, nine months ago, not one person I know who is unvaccinated has either died or gotten seriously ill. Quite a case study. Quite a damning cluster of death and disease for one group, the vaccinated. I'll read this last part. I'll end on here. He goes, I hate to be harsh, but if you see that story and don't believe something is very wrong, don't suspect the COVID vaccine is a killer. Don't demand an investigation. Don't demand questions be asked or still trust anything the government, Biden, Dr. Fauci, the FDA, CDC, or your own doctor says about the COVID vaccine. You're a brain dead sheep. I, I mean, and this is, you know what, I'm going to end on this part. This is really important. This is actually extremely important, a great way to end. And then I'll come to this in the next segment. Remember, he's a conservative uh, talk show host, okay? That's not even important here. Just listen. That totally doesn't matter. I don't know why I said that. The second remarkable thing that happened last week, so this was in uh, July or late June, is I was a guest on the Bannon, um, the Bannon, uh, the War Room show, where I told this remarkable story. I also mentioned that over the past few months, I have compiled the most detailed and comprehensive list, which we're going to go over, of credible medical studies and government data from around the globe proving the COVID vaccine is a dangerous and deadly disaster. And I offered to share it with anyone who emailed me. He said that on the show. He said, I expected to get anywhere from 20 to 50 requests. And I was prepared to sit down at my computer and email my list to each of them. Instead, I received thousands of requests from the viewers, thousands. I've lost count because they are still coming in one week later. But suffice to say, I've been both a host and a nonstop guest on TV and radio for almost 40 years and never in my life have I seen a response like this. With the censorship, you're not seeing a reality of the world on the internet. If you're just seeing the main, if you're on this main social platforms, they are engineering a false reality that you might be believing that is not mapping to the real world. And this is the most important part. And then we'll cover this in the next segment. I want you to really take this part in. This is big. The biggest companies and retailers in America have always said that each letter or email from a viewer, listener, fan, or consumer actually represents thousands of people because very few people ever get off their couch to take action. That one person who does write you is doing what thousands wanted to do, but were too busy, lazy, or jaded to get off the couch and do. I think that's true. I believe that. It definitely represents, it's definitely more people than reach out. Now everyone reaches out who wants to know the news. So we got people combating fake news that made living off making fake news against the Republican Party. That's crazy. This is all crazy. So again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that you are going to hear the name Alan Duke. 
I predict you're going to hear the name Alan Duke a lot more, possibly Christopher Blair as well. And Martin Schenk. You're going to hear those names. So don't be surprised that we're breaking another story here. Don't be surprised. Keep those names in the back of your head. All right. I'll be back on the next segment, getting deep into the medical research, the government data, the facts, the truth, what you want to hear, what you need to hear, the incredible, all cited sources of data from so quote unquote trusted sources. Yeah, right. These are the same people who did this very thing. So take that with a grain of salt. But we're going to go over that data in detail. It's a ton of data. You're not going to want to miss it. So again, share the link, anchor.fm forward slash JSK for Jonathan Scott Kogan. If you're new to this podcast, because you maybe heard me on an amazing talk show uh, call in recently, the other day, yesterday, today, uh, welcome to the show. Super happy to have you. But seriously, we got to get into the data, share this far and wide with people who want to know the truth, that people want to get around the censorship, people that want to be red-pilled and don't want to live in the matrix and be a slave. For everybody who wants to hang on to the freedoms that they do have or the privileges they do have and need a wake-up call and are obsessed with being a part of one political party or hating another, because on this podcast, we are apolitical pro-human, pro the human species to succeed, to thrive, to be healthy, to be great. And we don't take political sides. We just take the facts. We dissect them. We discuss them. We debate them. And we get to the truth as fast as we can. So please, all of my stuff is being censored like crazy because I am telling the truth. And I just, please, I'm asking, send it to one person. H-T-T-P-S but anchor.fm forward slash JSK. Just share it with one person if you like this podcast. And I can even ask you to sign up to anything. Just share it to one person. That would mean the world to me and it will give us hope for the future to reach even more people with sometimes the very difficult news that you need to hear, but the truth, the real truth. I don't have an agenda, folks. I never will have an agenda. It's to serve you with the truth and you could do whatever you want with it and always check my work. Always verify it. I'm just trying to make it an easier process for you because I care about you. I love you and I want to be free myself. So therefore you have to be free. I'm pro-human till the day I die. That's it. So share it with one person. Again, anchor.fm forward slash JSK. One person. All right. We'll be back on the next segment talking about the medical data that is just going to blow your mind. Share with one person. I love you. Have an amazing day, an amazing night, and um, God bless. All right. See you soon. Bye, guys.